put out the milk and cookies and drink some hot cocoa. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 43, brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore at actionfigureblues.com. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Adam. And Ben. We're three guys who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much, we made this podcast just to talk about them. This episode, our Toy of the Week is SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Piccolo, and our discussion topic is Movie Toys for 2013. Good evening, gents. How you all doing tonight? Very well, thank you. I'm good. It's it's been a while since I've talked to you guys. What what have you guys been up to? Especially you, Adam. I haven't talked to you. I don't think in a while. Yeah, I don't think we've had a lot. Um, not a lot. Waiting for the year to finish. A lot of jogging. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. No, not as I do. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in preparation for the the Christmas gorging? Like, is this you trying to shed a couple of kilos to make up for it at Christmas? No, I just started doing it for fitness and just relax after work. And um, I'm starting to get this crazy idea in my head that I might try and do a marathon. No, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Now, now what you need to do if you're going to do that is dress as a Spartan warrior and run (laughs) it like that. I know people that do that. We have um, this thing called City to Bay in Adelaide. It's basically you run from Adelaide to Glenelg. It's... 12Ks, pretty much. And, yeah, some people will actually dress up to do the thing, and I know people that have dressed as Spartan Warriors. Wow. I was just kidding. (laughs) I have trouble with the whole concept of a fun run. It's like it's an oxymoron if I've ever heard one. (laughs) Yeah, running's not my my friend. (laughs) What have you been up to, John? It must be uh, pretty early where you are. Uh, It is. It's, you know... Normally this time of year it slows down at work, but it's been like absolutely probably the busiest I've been all year. I don't oh, know okay. what's going on, but it's, it's like everybody's trying to get everything in before the year end, and yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. I've been working a lot. Cool. You? What have you been up to, Ben? Oh, no, pretty quiet. I had a bit of a trip to Sydney this week for some family stuff, and other than that, it's been uh, very, very quiet. In fact, very quiet. I've actually been reading a lot of comics on the iPad, and uh, it's an opportunity to read a lot of comics that I... I'm not really big on miniseries. I don't generally pick them up, and so particularly spin-off titles. And mm. so I had the opportunity to read a whole bunch of stuff like the recent Alpha Flight miniseries and uh, Agents of Atlas. Was, and I, That Alpha Flight series was really good, I thought. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think getting back to basics with the characters that we know and love was a, a big part of that. And I think it worked pretty well. I don't really like what they did to Heather, but you know, that's, that's just me. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I must admit it's quite handy. I, I think I, at one stage, um, I, you know, I, I read about sort of 20 consecutive comics and it's nice. I just stocked up the iPad with about 80 comics and, uh, yeah, quite good. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. 
Now, I got to ask you guys something because you guys are coming up on Christmas time, but you guys don't have snow during Christmas time, right? We don't. Do you guys no, still fact, do all the decoration, uh, decorations yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. outside? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious. We do yeah, all the white Christmas. Well. <laughs> we certainly don't have white Christmas. No. No. But we, okay. we get the lights on the houses and the uh, the the Santas and reindeers in the yards and things like that. So yeah, I, was just, I was just curious. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, "White Christmas probably means absolutely nothing to them." No, no. In fact, we have um, in in Australia there was a um, there was a competition or was part of an international competition for the best. Um, Christmas lights, and the the guy who actually won the the best house in the Southern Hemisphere um, lives just around the corner from my parents-in-law, and um, we saw him sort of building up over a few years until he got to the point where he he was you know, so impressive that it um, won the competition. But um, his house is so amazing that basically you can't drive up and down that road uh, of an evening anymore. It's basically uh-huh. so full of traffic. It's it's blocked off for about 500 metres, 500 yards. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. Mrs. Nerd's not a big fan of yard decorations, you know, the, the Christmas type. So I, mm. I get off easily there. You know, she doesn't have me going out <laughs> and putting lights up and stuff. And her uh, her main thing is is when people mix Santa and manger scenes in the same yard, <laughs> it really upsets her. So. Yes, yes. No, we put some lights up, but that's that's about it, though. But um, yes, um, Christmas here is usually very warm. Yeah, you know, quite often the air conditioner going flat out, that kind of thing. Wow, yeah. that's kind of an odd concept for me, but okay. <laughs> All right then. Well, let's uh, let's kick some things off with some articulated news. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. It's Catwoman. But Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. Catwoman sets trap. But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Catwoman here. Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Before we get to our main event, we like to start each episode with a little bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements and pre-orders and all that good stuff in the toy and collectibles world. We're not going to have every little bit of news that's out there, just things that we maybe are interested in or caught our eye or have ticked our ticked us off this week. So, um Adam, you have our uh, first bit of news this week, so what do you got? So the first thing I saw was the uh, Star Wars Vintage Wave for next year, I think it is. Um, It's a lot of figures that if you've been collecting for a while, you've already seen them before, you've probably already got them, but I guess it's one of those things for people that don't already have these figures to just come in and say, well, I've got all these figures now, but... um, I don't know. It just seems like it's a good way to make money for, you know, the people at Hasbro that just want more money off of people. I I don't understand what they mean by vintage figures. Like, I'm reading through the list. Do they just mean from the first three films? No, no, they're they're packaged in, um, like, on the vintage-type cards. Ah, okay. 
instead of being on the modern cards. And their vintage line is more of a collector-focused line, so the articulation's a little nicer. Normally, you got the uh, um, little nicer um, soft goods, maybe your more accessories, something something along those those lines. Ah, okay, gotcha. You know, there's probably half a dozen figures on that list that I never saw. Um, ah, I know, just I know, just for distribution. Yeah, um, I've never seen Tarkin. I've never seen uh, the Doctor of Evazan. Um, there's a couple of the other ones I just I've never seen. So I don't know. Um, it, it's kind of nice that they're re-releasing them, but they had originally said they weren't going to release any more vintage figures. So or for a couple of years at least. Uh, so this is kind of interesting. It sounds like they're listening. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, it's a good opportunity for people to pick up figures that they missed. Uh, I think that's actually a great idea. It's a good way of, I guess, keeping the the brand fresh on the shelves, giving people an opportunity to pick things up. But I guess it also it's a good way of attracting new readers, uh, new readers, new buyers, because you, you you're on the shelves, you've got that presence, you know, you get some characters that people are familiar with. Um, I don't know. I, I wish you know some of the other companies just had that kind of you know interest in, in maintaining. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that, um, there, there's some of these here that, like, Bomb Vimden, I, he's, I, he's still peg warming here in a couple of places, and same with a couple of the other ones. I've, I've seen them recently. Yeah. And it looks like, uh, internationally, they're, they're international one, um, they're, they're listing a lost line look. Uh, I think there was a vintage, there was a series that happened over the summer. It was part of the SDCC exclusive where they packaged on the runner-up card for the vintage line. You know how all the, the vintage cards were, like, black, and they had the yeah. silver logo around them? Well, this was the, the runner-up. So yeah. um, I think that's what they're referring to there. Interesting. Good luck, Tom. Yeah, I, I think it'll be okay. It'll be a good thing. So the other thing that I've seen was a Doc Savage figure coming from Go Here, or I think it was, Um we haven't seen much in Fire's pictures so far, and it looks like it's pretty much just basic buck head and tooling that's been released so far. Yeah. I'm really excited for this one. Um, when they sort of obviously did the shadow, uh, these go here, I've done um, quite a few pop uh, culture figures now. They did uh, Flash Gordon. Buck Rogers and, and most recently the Shadow, but when they announced Doc Savage, um, I was actually quite curious. I've been umming and ahhing about whether to pick up the Shadow, and, and when they announced Doc, that really has me teetering on the edge, but I, I wanted to see exactly what Doc was going to look like because, um, I mean, a lot of these pop culture characters, they, they've established a definitive look for a lot of people. And, um, for me, Doc Savage, you know, that definitive look is the, is the Jim Barmer look, the one that, that Jim did in the pulp covers where he's got that sort of, um, short crew cut with the widow's peak. And, yeah. um, that, that appears to be the look they've gone with for this figure. And I just think it looks fantastic. He looks a little like Marv from Sin City to me. <laughs> That's probably who Marv was based on. Uh, I'm, I'm really keen to see how they finish this off with the uh, with the clothing and um, the uh, you know the baggy pants and the ripped shirt, etc. And it'll be interesting to see also the colouring, of course, because um, that's pretty critical to to the way um, Doc looks. 
Um, he's the man of bronze because, um, you know, well, one of the reasons is because he's got that, that sort of, of uh, sunburnt skin. So, uh, yeah, very curious. And the final thing that I saw was, um, I think it's Sideshow, uh, releasing a katana statue from Mortal Kombat. Um, so she's got an interchangeable head where she's not wearing a mask and she's got uh, interchangeable fans which have blood on them. And I think this is a uh, one-quarter scale statue. Yeah, I think this is a continuation of the series from um, Pop Culture Shock and um, Sideshow are exclusively distributing this piece. And uh, I quite like the um, the look. I mean, Jesus, not much of a costume, that's for sure. Now this would be a uh, back-of-the-shelf item. <laughs> Certainly for uh, poor old Scott. Um, I noticed she's actually got the... It's either a swap-out head or... Um, She's got a detachable mask because she comes with both the um, the covered face and the uncovered face. So I don't know whether, uh, d- d- yeah, it's an exclusive. It comes an, in- an interchangeable unmasked face as well as bloody steel fans. Um, steel fans as in those weird kind of Chinese fan thingies that, um, that somehow seem to get turned into weapons. Uh, and they are quite bloody too. They they, aren't, they don't just have some like blood splashed on them, like splatter. They've actually got huge gushing. Um, it almost looks like they've used a, a clear, well, sort of a, a translucent resin that's coloured red. And it, um, I mean, if you were looking at it from a distance, you might think that's fire or something because it's it's quite that's, significant. That's what I was thinking. It's almost yeah. like they needed to put just a little bit of paint, maybe you know, splatter on there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think with that much blood that she'd actually get blood on herself as well. But um, I don't know. I think this is a good continuation of the series. Uh, it's uh, probably not for me, but I think if you're a Mortal Kombat slash Street Fighter fan, you'd be pretty keen on that. Yeah, I, I would think so. Well, coming up, we'll, we'll go something a little less, a little less <laughs> violent and a little more fun. Um, Mar- Marvel Series Two from the the pop vinyl line from Funko is. Uh, We've seen pictures of it now, and uh, they've got Beast and uh, Phoenix. And if you've ever wanted a little Deadpool for your desk, this might be the one because he's pretty cute, along with uh, <laughs> Silver Silver Surfer and Doctor Doom. But the one I really might have to get is the uh, the Ghost Rider. I, I don't have any of these, but that Ghost Rider, he just he looks angry and his head's on fire, so I, I might have to get him. Uh, have you guys actually been into like a, a comic book store or somewhere that sells these figures? Um, my local comic shop actually has a display of the assorted sort of Funko, you know, the the pop vinyl, and it's almost overwhelming. There's this this massive wall of these figures. Like you can stand there for an hour just scrolling from side to side, looking at all the different characters from all the different properties. It's um. It's amazing just how many different licenses this um, this line has. Yeah, I normally just see them in, in waves. Um, you know, I'll see one wave normally at a time when I see them. Do you actually see them at retail, like as in at um, the, the sort of bricks and mortar WalMarts? And I'm thinking Target carries these, if I remember right. Okay, I think that's where I've seen them. Yeah, I, I haven't now, seen them outside they... of a comic shop. You know they'll they'll carry probably the Marvel ones, but they won't carry probably like Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, cool. sure. So, ah, so if you want your Psy Gangnam Style pop vinyl, I, you might have to look around. 
I have a toy store locally. I could probably get him at if I really so desired. <laughs> is a Gangnam Style one? There yeah. is. There is. <laughs> that's disturbing. I love it. I love it. Ah, that's very good. No, I still the only one of those I actually own of the pop vinyl is a, a Darth Vader, and it was actually given to me as a as a gift. So, um, I haven't actually given in with those. You know, it's it's kind of amazing that they got that to work where uh, Hasbro didn't with their mugs. You know, mm, mm, that's right. Yeah, maybe it's the um, just the sheer. But I suppose I was going about to say the sheer volume of licenses. There's a, there's something to attract, you know, everybody. But then um, Hasbro made an effort. They had the Transformers and and that as well, and Star Wars, and it just yeah didn't seem to catch on. But anyway, moving on in um, some other news, there's uh, there's actually a new statue um, that that's come out from um, well, it's. <laughs> from the pages of the image title Invincible, and uh, it's actually Atom Eve, who is Invincible's girlfriend, and this is actually the next statue in um, the, the sort of Femme Fatales series. We've had Dawn, Kabuki, and, and Lady Death, and, uh, and normally we probably wouldn't sort of cover this, so I mean, we don't sort of have any sort of Lady Death fans am- amongst us, but um, I'm, I'm a little bit behind in Invincible, but I do read it. Um, but I thought I might mention this because I just think it's a gorgeous-looking statue. Like, I think they've really managed to sort of um, make her look sexy without sort of the, the whole slutty element to a lot of, you know, the, the female superhero representations. I just think it's a great-looking pose. Um, I'm not really sort of big on um, sort of involved bases, but I think this particular one complements it quite nicely. And, and certainly if the finished figure comes out looking as nice... Uh, Actually, would would really hope that she fits in with the um, the the cover girls of the DC universe. It's a great piece. I thought the face so, is a bit off. Moving on, we haven't mentioned Necker for uh, probably a good you know, one episode, but um, one thing I actually didn't know was coming, and that is a, a quarter-scale uh, Bilbo Baggins action figure. Um, this one I thought was quite interesting because when I saw it was in quarter-scale, and, of course, NECA do um, quite a lot in their quarter-scale, and just having a bit of a look at it, it, it made me laugh because it was quarter-scale, but he's actually only 12 inches tall. So, of course, 12 inches is usually what we see for one six scale, but I guess because he's a hobbit, he's only a little fella. Um, at this stage, only a, a bit of a promo shot. Of, of Mr. Baggins, and he, of course, has uh, Sting, and, uh, yeah, nicely coloured. It'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, this is one of those ones that I'm always a bit kind of mm, iffy because, I mean, if you if you commit to sort of buying something like this because you're a Lord of the Rings fan, are you going to get stuck with a one-quarter scale Bilbo and you don't get any of the other cast members? Um yeah, it'll be interesting. I think this is the sort of thing Neck has to be pretty careful and, and follow up by mentioning uh, any further characters coming in this series um, just to sort of help you know, generate some interest. Well, it says that Gollum's been released, but I don't ever remember seeing Gollum. I'm pretty sure we've had Gollum. We've had, um, didn't we get a, a Gandalf as well? Yeah, it said Gandalf and Legolas and Aragorn. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, the Aragorn one, I think I remember seeing, and I, even the Gandalf one. The Gollum one is definitely out, or it's been announced, because there was a variant with Smeagol. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, anyway, moving on, some more NECA news. Um, this one I was pretty excited about. Uh, I'm a fan of the stuff NECA are doing with their Alien and, and Predator series, and that is that... Um, 
we we know we're going to get some colonial marines next year, but NECA have also been working on a new alien. Um, and this alien is, of course, from uh, Aliens, and um, this one actually has third points of articulation. Now, I've got a, the, the sort of earlier aliens that NECA did, and they're, they're very, very large figures because the aliens are actually quite tall. Um, in that particular scale, they work out to be a very large action figure, and um, they're not particularly well articulated. And not only that, but they're actually very, very difficult to to pose. Um, they're very awkward. They're top-heavy because of the size of their head, and you often need to use the tail to help them stand. But this one with the 30 points of articulation, uh, certainly if the promo images are anything to go by, um, and there's a, an excellent-looking pose in the the promo shots. And, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. This would be the, the sort of thing I could easy easily army build with so um i guess in addition to getting sort of hicks and hudson and also getting um sort of arnie in in predators wave seven uh, i think they're doing some pretty darn good stuff and i'm pretty excited yeah it's a that's i wasn't sure if that was a statue or if that was a figure at first because of the way it's detailed you know yeah and it's a great pose that they've got him in just for that promo shot so yeah anyway that's a quick wrap up from me all right, and um, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, this week we saw on uh, NECA's Twitter uh, they were posting a lot of stuff, and they, including uh, paint samples. It looks like they've gotten of uh, Hicks and Hudson from the Alien line. And, uh, yeah, I, when I saw these, I said, "Ooh, I gotta make sure Ben sees these pictures." <laughs> I know, and I came home today to your email, and I was like, "Click, click, click! Come on!" <laughs> Uh, I'm very keen, very, very keen. Uh, I'm, I, I just, I'm really, really hoping that the the sales are behind these figures and we get more of the crew. Well, if the the camo turns out, you know, half as good as what these pictures show, I, I think we're in for a treat because the camo looks fantastic on them. Yeah, I was actually, I I don't remember the camo being that. Um, uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't remember the camo being really that 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 sort of loud in the original movie. Like I, I don't remember seeing the movies and going, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's a camo. I mean, certainly they had a lot of their their colonial marine armor on, and I, I know they did actually wear that that sort of camo look. But um, a lot of the camo was very very hard to see, so it, it really does stand well, out. Yes. You know, we're seeing these in bright light, and I'm wondering, you know, if you had these on a shelf where you could light them a little bit, like a yeah, yeah. like a diorama scene, I, I think it would show up. The other thing I noticed is that the chest plates are sitting behind them in the one picture, and uh, I'm wondering if the figures are going to have, like, removable armor. Ah, oh, okay. Because we do have that scene where the, the, the armor gets burned through and gets ripped off, you know, they take it off the one guy. And, oh, when Drake so gets splattered. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering, yeah. wondering if we're going to get some removable armor. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, look, this is NECA. They do seem to go all out. Uh, the one thing that stood out for me immediately was the fact that they can easily hold their guns. Um, there's nothing more frustrating than when a an action figure um, comes with a machine gun and you just can't get that left hand underneath yeah. to, to really hold it. And in, in every shot here, these guys look like they're holding it really easily. And... Um, I notice even the attention to detail that um, Hicks comes with his shotgun, um, the one that he, he pulls out and shoots the alien when, when Drake is being attacked and results in Drake getting splattered. So, yep, 
Very keen, very keen. Yeah, no, very, very good looking pieces. I, I was impressed. So. Yay, Nicker. Alrighty then. We'll, uh, with that little last bit of tidbit of news, we will, uh, <laughs> move on to the next installment of Name That. Now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Um, as you all know, I'm Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, and every week I come on and I have an action figure sound or commercial sound, and the idea is uh, you guys write in and tell us where it's from. Uh, take a guess, and then the next week we tell you what it is. Um, and last week we played a, uh, a retro commercial sound that sounded a little something like this. Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming! And, uh, Ben, it looked like you maybe had a guess, so do you want to tell everybody what you think your guess is? Oh, uh, oh, hang on, no, it was that the week before. I, I, I did really well with the Micronauts Battle Cruiser. Yeah, you got that one, but didn't you get, didn't you have a guess on this one, too? Oh, I can't remember now. Did I? That would have been impressive. <laughs> oh wait! I, I thought that was you. It was uh, actually Scotty has made a guess on this one. Oh, now, uh, now I know you're lying. No, he really did, and and he got it right. What? Um, yeah, he actually figured out that this was a uh, Bill and Ted uh, commercial from the Bill and uh, Ted figure line. No way! Yeah. <laughs> well, there yeah. you go. So uh, that famous line of. Ghostbuster-esque uh, type figures. Um, so uh, good for him, and I will go over right now and give him a point in the form. Yay, Scotty. And, and, and sorry for getting you guys confused. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, this week you guys will be firing up the computer, searching the interwebs, trying to figure out this one. So let's let's move on to this week's sound. And it sounds a little something like this. Hack, slash, backspace now. Scared Megabrit? Alpha Numeric! Hmm? And we'll, we'll make Scott edit it in here one more time. Hack slash backspace now! Scared Megabrit? Alpha Numeric! Hmm? And, uh, as always, if you guys have a guess, come on over to the forum. That's really the best place to guess, or on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll tell you if you're right or not. And, uh, if not, uh, we'll maybe give you a little bit of a hint. So. Come on over to the forum and give us a guess. And after that great little bit of fun, um, we're going to have a Toy of the Week. Dressed this way, she's a Navy Wayne. But beneath that uniform, she is the Wonder Woman doll. And now you can create your own Wonder Woman adventures with these other dolls. Major Steve Trevor, Nubia, Wonder Woman, Super Foe. Gotcha, Major. Wonder Woman, Major Steve Trevor, and Nubia Doll sold... Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at uh, one toy or collectible in detail. And they might be new releases, or they might be some of our favorite items, or just some of those odd items from our collections. Um, this week, Adam has the Toy of the Week, so over to you, Adam. 
Thank you, John. So this week I've picked out the SH Figure Arts Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Um, this was the first in that line, or in the Dragon Ball Z anyway, back in 2009. Uh, he's a whopping $45 US on release. I think I pay about 50 60 bucks for mine, which is not too bad uh, compared to some of the others in the line. <laughs> Goku. Um, so he's a really good representation of the character. Uh, he's got all his usual gear. He's got his cape. He's got an interchangeable head that has the turban. He's got another interchangeable head that has the angry face and another one where he's not wearing the turban and isn't angry. Um, he's got, <laughs> let me see here, four sets of hands. Um, one of which is pointed fingers. So he's doing the, um, oh, it depends on whether you've gone by the anime or the manga as to what you call it, but his special beam can. Um, he's got a clenched fist. He's got half clenched hands and open palm hands. Uh, he's got interchangeable arms, which is so just permanently crossed arms or normally poseable arms. Um, his K is removable. It's got two different front piece, pieces depending on whether he's got uh, crossed arms or normal arms. Um, he's got all the usual figure arts, lovely posability bits. So he's got, you know, rocker ankles, uh, toe articulation, knee articulation. Um, one of the great things about this line with the, the hips, you don't just get a socket swivel leg. It also goes up and down, um, which is really good. He's got ab crunch. Um, it's hidden behind his red belt. Um, and then the usual shoulders, elbows, wrists. Um, his shoulder is actually a separate piece entirely. Um, so it's a shoulder, then a bicep. The shoulder has a little bit of um, pectoral um, articulation. The neck is articulated, and then there's another joint at the top for the head. Um, so, so, Adam, does, does that include um, ankle rockers? Yeah. Like, they, they can actually rock from side to side? Yeah. Yeah, I think for that particular kind of figure, it's really, really important for posing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the sleeves on his gi are separately attached, so they, you know, go up and down depending on what his shoulder's doing. Um, so that's really good as far as articulation goes. Uh, as I've said, colours are really good. They're based on the manga, which is fine by me. Um, it's my preferred way of accessing Dragon Ball. Um, there's a few letdowns in this thing. Uh, the first one I'll go for is if you've got the manga colours, why have you got the anime fingers? So in the manga, Piccolo has three fingers. In the anime, he has four. So that's an off choice. Um, the... The scale is fine, not a problem there. Um, so the heads, 
are particularly hard to attach if you've got the cape on. I've found you have to pretty much pull the neck as far back as it'll go, jam the head on tight after you've already got the cape on, and then you have to try and attach the front piece to the cape so that it's on there securely. Mm. And that is a bit problematic sometimes. Mm, okay. They, um, do they give you any instructions or anything with it to tell you how to do that stuff? Or There's an instruction card. I haven't opened it. It's all in Japanese. <laughs> so I, I take it this figure comes in the, the standard sort of figure arts small sort of window box? Yep. Yeah. So that's a really good way to display it. The packaging is good for this one. You've actually got three tray levels. So you've got the top one that holds everything in. Then you've got the figure, hands, heads, etc. And then the next level down, you've got the cape. So is the is the packaging sort of collector-friendly, given you've got so many accessories? Is it the sort of thing that you, after you've finished, you can sort of put him away in the box, pop him on the shelf and look at him and then just sort of take him out again later on? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You cool. don't damage anything. Yeah, um, good idea. I- that's got to be an easy way to store stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can just put all the hands and whatever that you're not using back in the spot, in the package, put it in the box, and then put the box on the shelf. Done. Yeah. And, I mean, figure arts are fairly conservative with their, their packaging as well. Like, I, I complained a, a few um, episodes ago about the Marvel Select Ultron and just the sheer sort of waste of packaging that those figures come with, but uh, the figure arts are certainly um, quite, um, you know, considerate when it comes to sort of the size and packaging. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got the Goku arrived this week, um, and when I picked up the box, I was kind of going, oh, I've got the wrong thing sent to me, because it just doesn't weigh that much. Mm. And it's also a small box, so it was really good. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I have to say that the the articulate. I thought this was a statue when I saw the pictures. Um, the articulation's just that well blended into the figure, you know. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, I was the same. I was trying to understand how they did that folded arms pose because uh, you know you just you just won't get that on uh, you know on other figures. Certainly, sort of the standard American type stuff. Yeah, well, I mean that was one of my complaints with the Vegeta one was he didn't have pre-sculpted crossed arms, so you had to try and make best of uh, what you could do with the articulation, which is all right, but it's not the same. Now, given the price of a a figure arts figure, now, um, I mean, I talked about Urataros a while back, and I was pretty impressed with the amount of stuff that he came with, but given the the price point that these go for at retail, uh, are you more inclined to pay extra and, you know, get all the extra goodies, or would you prefer to pay less and and get less stuff? I think it's one of those things, for Dragon Ball at least, I would absolutely demand all these extras. There's no way you can get around it. The problem I have is there's two extras missing. One is a flight stand. There's no point not putting one in a Dragon Ball Z figure. And the other one is an energy blast. I mean, everyone in Dragon Ball Z energy blasts. Why don't we have them? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that was a consideration when they were putting it together. They thought if they included those, they might just sort of go that 
that one more price point that, that might put collectors off? Yeah, I can't say that for the flight stand. I mean, the flight stands from Tamashi, which is the same group pretty much, I think, is mm. um, you get three for $15 US, and that's got all kinds of bits and bolts that you can change how the stand works. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do they do any accessory packs for these? Don't they do some accessory packs for some of their other lines? I haven't seen any of it Dragon Ball Z. Whether there's... Um, oh, what's the one they were always doing figures for? Carmen uh, Rider. Whether those would work. And if they've got accessory packs for that, maybe that would work. At the moment, I'm using a um, Street Fighter Play Arts Ryu um, Fireball for Vegeta. Now, this guy is actually one of the taller characters, so how how tall does the figure clock in it? figure is about 6.6 inches. Oh, okay, can, that's a pretty good size. Yeah, so you compare that to Goku's 5.5, Gohan, which is um, Kid Gohan, is 4.3, uh, Vegeta is about 5.5, so they're getting so- scale pretty much spot on. So so would you say that these are likely to be in the, the six inch, like the one twelfth scale, and just because, you know, the, the other guys are so little, they sort of clock in under the six inch? Yeah, I think so. Like, they're definitely going to be five, six, in, six inches is, you know, the average Dragon Ball height. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think great figure. Um, it's the first one in the line. Um, rather than going for Goku straight up, which I thought was brave move, um, but it's just really well done. So I'm going to give this guy. I think he gave Vegeta about nine. So I'll give this guy nine and a half. Oh, nice! Not lucky he didn't go that ten. Otherwise, you'd have some explaining to do to Justin. That's it. <laughs> Nine and a half dollars. Well done. Yeah. Well, it's a, a like I said, I didn't know if it was a statue or not, so they, they pulled that off rather well. Mm. Hey, good looking figure. Yep. Very nice. Alrighty then. Well, that wraps up the toy of the week. When we come back, we're going to be chatting about the new things we've added since the last time we talked. Dressed this way, she's a Navy Wayne. But beneath that uniform, she is the Wonder Woman doll. And now you can create your own Wonder Woman adventures with these other dolls. Major Steve Trevor, Nubia, Wonder Woman Super Foe. Gotcha, Major. Wonder Woman, Major Steve Trevor, and Nubia dolls sold seven. Well, I think it should be obvious by now, if you've been listening, we're all here because we collect various things. So Feeding the Addictions, where we kind of take the time to check in and discuss the things that we've uh, got during the the last bit of time since we've been on, um, or any pre-orders we've made, or just brag about what we managed to find. So um, we'll let Adam Adam get start this off and tell us about what he's picked up recently. Yep. So I think I mentioned the... Uh Figure Arts Piccolo, Piccolo, right? Oh, did you? When, when did you get that? Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, also got my Figure Arts Goku during the week, and that cost a pretty penny. Uh, is that because he's hard to get? 
you can only seem to get him on eBay anymore oh, and I... get him in box. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. So all those um, all those anime nerds getting into action figures. Yeah. Bastards. Now, now when you get though, like if you when you get them regularly, do you get them from Japan or do you get them from the states or how do you guys normally? Big bad. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if maybe you guys had an easier channel getting them direct or not. Well, I've certainly spent some time on the the Japanese eBay. Um, occasionally, the um, the translation works reasonably well. Um, you can get a rough idea. I mean, you really you know just have to sort of get an idea of postage costs. And there are sellers there. Um, in fact, I think some of the foreign eBay sites are, are the little sort of hidden gems. Uh, I've spent some time on the UK one and also the Philippines one. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's that's cool to know. I might have to go yeah. check that out. Yeah, Not to, to no avail because I actually didn't get anything this week. <laughs> oh, well, well, nothing, no. You, you've been traveling and you didn't find anything out in your travels, huh? No, I, I did get one thing, but um, unfortunately it was squirreled away for Christmas as, as soon as it uh, saw the light of day. So, um, yes, we'll see what happens there. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Ah, it's all right. It just makes for a fun Christmas. I mean, opening toys on Christmas Day, what could be better than that? Well, yeah, that's true. Well, I, I actually picked some stuff up. Normally, I'm the one that doesn't doesn't have anything new to report, but um, since the last time we talked, I managed to pick up uh, a couple of Hobbit items, the first one being a uh, a Hero Clicks. And if you remember my previous experience with Hero Clicks, it wasn't real good. And <laughs> it, it was okay this time. Um uh, I got Dwayne the Dwarf, and uh, I posted my review over at TV and Film Toys, and uh, I, I was complaining about his look like he had like lines painted for thinning hair on his head. Well, I've stayed away from looking at any images, and I did not realize that those are actually tattoos on his head. So, uh, <laughs> I was a little surprised to find that out because the the hero click doesn't quite. Duh make it look like that so and then the other thing i picked up is the something i mentioned that i'd probably pick up and that's the uh lego riddles in the dark set with uh mm. bilbo and Gollum. and i i just i could not resist getting that because it, it's it's like the perfect you know set you've got bilbo you've got Gollum, and it it's it was under 10 bucks i think i think it was like right around 10 bucks so um you know to not have to buy a seventy dollars set just to get those two figures was was very cool. Yeah, I think the Lego guys are quite clever in the way they they market that. It's almost like um, that's the um, that's the sucker set. That's the oh yeah, I'll pick that up. You know, it's it's cheap. I'll yeah. get it home. I'll play with it. And wow, this is way better than I thought. And gosh, you know, I wouldn't mind just getting that one other set. And before you know it, you know, you've got all seven. All of the Hobbit sets look fantastic. You know, I've, I've seen and picked up the boxes and looked at the ones that I've been able to in stores. This one was interesting because, um, you know, they kind of had a, one of those displays that are on a pallet and they have four sides on them. And, uh, you know, one side had the, the bag end set. So there was maybe six or eight of them on the side. The, the riddles in the dark was one whole side and they're small box. So they probably had, you know, four or five times the number of that set compared to all the other ones. So there was enough out there that, you know, if you wanted it, you should, should be able to find it. 
which is good to see. Yeah, and I don't know how sort of Lego, um, I, you know, assume it's sold much the same way, but in Australia we have a, a couple of uh, major retail chains uh, who, who sell Lego. We obviously have Toys R Us, but we also have uh, Kmart and um, Big W, which is similar to Walmart and, of course, Target. Um, and the good thing is those stores seem to regularly rotate with a, a 20% off Lego. Like it's, it's really not unusual that you can walk into Target and find that, that the entire Lego range is 20% off. So, um, it's, it's good for, for Lego collectors, but at the same time, it's quite bad because you really need to sort of get in. Um, a couple of times I've tried to pick up the Millennium Falcon and as soon as I hear that it's 20% off, I go in and they're already all gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. We got something similar here at Toys R Us. I mean, you know, all the the good sets seem to go fast, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, certainly, it's good though. I mean, the idea of just being able to get that twenty percent that that can save you a significant amount. Certainly, with the retail prices in Australia. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right then. Well, if nobody has anything else to report, it's time to award another infamous red card. What is this, bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, uh, complete fails of action figures, odd customs, or even worse. So handing out the penalty this week is Ben. So over you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um... I mean, some people might actually question how we actually come across some of these items, um, in, in particular when it's something quite disturbing and makes you wonder what we were actually typing in to find them in the first place. But, um, yeah, this one is very... Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I'll, ju- I'll just run with it. Um, I, as I've mentioned, particularly in this podcast, I'm a fan of uh, Predator and uh, an Alien and I'm um, often sort of looking for um, figures to fill gaps and also army builders for the NECA stuff, etc. And one of the things I'm actually waiting for NECA to do is a, a new Queen Alien in the same scale as their, their sort of 7-inch uh, figure series, you know, something that's sort of 12 or 13 inches tall. And I do know that McFarlane did one. And uh, so every now and then I do a bit of a search. You know, I just type in Alien Queen to see what comes up. And uh, this time I got an absolute doozy. Um, yeah, how should I describe this? Well, let's just say if you... This is a, a statue. Apparently it's 12 inches tall and it's from a uh, an eBay seller in uh, in Hong Kong. And basically what it is, it's their own take on a an alien queen, I guess. Um, they've used a reference picture, which I think doesn't actually do the statue any justice because um, instead of going for an alien queen as you would picture in the in the movies, in particular for you know aliens. Um, this is a combination of an alien warrior and a really um, voluptuous woman. So she has all the curves of the the butt and the uh, and the chest, um, and you know they're they're quite uh, substantial. But then things start to go really pear shaped from there. Uh, this statue actually has an alien head. 
So it has this elongated alien head with no eyes, lots of teeth, the, the big spines coming out the back of the shoulders and, um, and the, the sort of the, the weird sort of piping down the back of the neck and the skinny, spindly, skeletal arms. Um, and it's all done in this kind of polished sort of um, almost sort of a satin black and it's just creepy as crap like it's just it's just wrong on so many levels um i mean it's not a complete statue she it she it yeah something um starts at about the knees and and is blended with a, a weird kind of alien base and when i say alien i mean kind of a, a strange um sort of marked base and yeah, I don't know. It's just really, really disturbing. Uh, guys, is it doing anything for you? Well, I don't know if it's doing anything for me, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I actually don't think it's that bad, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think it's it, creative. I, I think it's well done. You know, it may not fit with the aliens, but in, in some ways it does because it kind of goes back to the regular, you know, the, the original Giger artwork a bit. Um, I could see that being a, a Giger piece, really. It probably you know? is. It, it probably, uh, at one stage, I'm, I'm sure, you know, but, Hans or Rudy Giger has uh, whipped up something like this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just find it very disturbing. I just don't understand why they've covered the nipples. Because <laughs> it's eBay, you know, you've got to be, um, you've got to be sort of polite with things like that. I find that hard to believe. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't flicked through um, Giga's Necronomicon for a while, but um, if someone can actually explain, you know, where this piece came from, uh, I'm all for that. But in the meantime, um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm finding it a bit, uh, a bit too creepy for me, and it wasn't quite what I was looking for. So um, I don't know. Any of you guys own a copy of Necronomicon? No, no, not me. No, I, I mine's in his, storage somewhere. His art kind of creeps me out a bit. <laughs> I think that's the whole point. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but it's been a while since I, I flicked through it, so... Um, I always yeah. feel like i got to, like, scrub, you know, my eyes out after looking at some of that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know... Um, I'm just trying to remember. I honestly can't recall some artwork, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this was actually maybe licensed by, um, by, by Giga, perhaps. So... Actually, a quick search on uh, Google actually shows a couple of variations of this statue, and one of them very disturbingly shows the the human pieces as um, human sort of flesh coloured, and then the alien pieces as as sort of that dark black charcoal colour. Um, so I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there is some some history behind this. If anybody knows, let us know. But in the meantime. Yeah, this piece is getting my red card of the week. Well, okay. <laughs> Coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week, but I wanted to say that I was going to nominate the uh, black and white Bane statue before we go. So <laughs> You nominate that every week. I know. <laughs> All right, off to our discussion topic. Alien! Yo, Hicks! Something big is in the air! 
ultimate space marine, Atax, disguised in his big, bad bug suit. He sneaks in and takes him out. But the Flying Queen unmasks him. <sighs> Send in Hicks and the heavily armored evac fighter. Send in the Marines. Blast them. Yeah. And bottle them. And it's bye-bye bug, each sold separately. Aliens. As everybody can guess, that we like... Uh collect things that are all a lot of licensed properties from comic books to tv but um movies are a big thing because they're normally produced a long time in advance and um a lot of times we'll get toy lines that are based around movies as as big summer tent poles and such so we thought we would take a look for this week ahead at what we might be coming to see next year for uh movie toys um so this is our look at 2013 from the the movie side of things and uh there's a fair number of things out there that are sequels, and some we're already starting to see, and some that we know are coming soon. So um, just kind of to kick it off, obviously, we're getting Hobbit things um, currently for the, the new movie that's just out now. So, uh, um, you know, there's quite a bit out there. But uh, what do you guys think on the Hobbit stuff? Are we going to see more of it? or? Yeah, it's interesting because the certainly the the three and a three and three quarter and a six inch figures were licensed through um, Bridge Direct, and I can remember way way back in one of the first podcasts we we sort of announced that the license had been picked up by these guys, and we had no idea who they were. We actually had to go and do a bit of a, a Google search, and they they certainly didn't have any other properties that were as significant as the Hobbit, or or even as close as the Hobbit, um, in in the same type of things. So. Um, I don't know. It depends. You know, usually with something like The Hobbit, we, we tend to get licensed out, don't we? We, we see statues through Sideshow and, and there's all kinds of stuff. Um, I, don't, I mean, John, you mentioned that, you know, you picked up the Hero Clicks and some Lego. Uh, have you been tempted by the, um, by the action figure line? I, I have been. Um, I thought the paint was off a bit on them. And also the only place I've seen them has been Toys R Us, so I haven't wanted to pay that Toys R Us markup price. Um, you know, I've, I've been kind of holding off waiting to see them at a, another retailer, and I just I haven't. The only place I have seen them is Toys R Us, which is kind of unusual. Yeah, we've seen them at Toys R Us here in Australia. We've also got a um, uh, – there's a chain, a retail chain called Toy World, uh, which is sort of a, can be a bit hit and miss, and that was actually the first place I saw these figures. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, um, I just, I, there's, there's not enough variety, uh, for me. Um, certainly in the six inch figures, uh, I wasn't all that, that keen on the, the Lord of the Rings figures that came out. I picked up a couple of horses for Marvel Legends customs. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a pass, I think. Well, the, the problem is, is if you start buying the dwarves, where do you stop? Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> What, yes. what can they do? Elves, spiders, dragons. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, look if if the six inch, uh, as I've mentioned time and again, I'm primarily a six inch collector, and if I knew that in the six inch line we were going to get an attempt at some oversized figures, um, now I'm not, uh, you know, not expecting sort of Smog to be in in scale and and you know they release a, a three foot long action figure, but the idea of getting sort of trolls and and things like that in that six inch um, scale is is pretty attractive to me, and that that might turn me around. But the idea of just having a, a whole bunch of you know, four inch tall, six inch scale dwarves. Um, yeah, not not selling me. 
Uh, you know, this is another one of those lines, and we've talked about this before, where or, or if they're going to do six inch, do six inch. If they're going to do three and three quarter, I don't understand why they just don't pick one and do it really well. Mm. You know, I, that's but that's my hang up. So. <laughs> they might tell you that they're doing both really well. Well, maybe, maybe. But, you know, I, I think it kind of splits, you know, people up like you're a six inch collector. I'm a three and three quarter collector. Okay. Uh, you know, would I be tempted to maybe go get six inch figures if that's all there was? Uh, you know, I don't know. I just yeah. think it kind of splits people up a bit. So, mm-hmm. well, moving, moving on from that, um, is the, the next one on our list is uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. And then this movie obviously um, was ready to go. We, we were starting to see merchandise for it here. Um, and at the point where uh, we were seeing it, the, about a couple weeks before the movie was coming out, they said, nope, we're going to take it away from you last year and we'll give it <laughs> to you next year. So, uh, you know, it, this one's kind of interesting because the earlier waves were kind of, the, they actually had, I think, two waves out on the shelves. Um, vehicles, but they were ready to go. And, uh, you know, the, unfortunately the, the early waves, there's, they were people that liked them, people that didn't like them. Um, the articulations kind of cut back. Um, the figures that people really wanted were in later waves. So we haven't seen those yet. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where that goes. Um, and you know, if they can rekindle that GI Joe fire, I, I think they can, cause I think it's going to be a good movie, hopefully. So, uh, I'm hoping that maybe we can reintroduce GI Joe to the world and really get him up where he should be, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see kind of. Yeah. I've always said that if GI Joe went with a six inch scale, um, line of action figures, I'd be doomed. Um, you know, I love the, the idea of all the gear and the gadgets and the vehicles and weapons and all that sort of stuff. And, um, a six inch line would just suck them in immediately. Um, uh, my, my good friend Nick is a huge Joe fan and, and has, you know, boxes and boxes of three and three quarter figures. And, you know, I really enjoy, you know, he shows me all his new acquisitions and things like that and that's a lot of fun and and a couple of times i've almost um stepped over that line with the three and three quarter figures but um in regards to the movie line in particular um the the first movie we had absolute pegs and pegs of of you know figures that just sat and gathered dust uh i I can't remember a series that peg warmed uh, as much as the first gi joe movie action figures um it could have just because of the sheer volume that, that was ordered. But, um, you know, in Australia, those figures were retailing for $15 each, and I can actually remember Ooh. picking them up for... Um, I, I picked them up for $2 each uh, at a clearance sale, and um, I spent about $100 on, on vehicles and figures, and I, I wrapped them all up and, and gave them to charity because I just thought, you know, that's a, a perfect opportunity to help out some kid somewhere and... Um, so you know, there were I picked up vehicles that were selling for fifty dollars for ten dollars each, and you know, somewhere that that particular Christmas, kids were getting, you know, the um the the Humvee and and half a dozen figures. Um, so I'm, I'm I grateful think, for think, that. I think my chest hurts a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. Well, It'll be interesting to see if retailers in Australia will actually embrace this particular line again. 
the, the international side of that one's kind of interesting because, you know, I mean, here it's the, the toy line obviously came first and the, the movies kind of to bulk that up. But I know, um, I, I've chatted online with, uh, Eric's, um, about this and unless there's a movie line for it he doesn't see any any gi joe figures in mexico mm-hmm. you know they, they just don't make their way down there where here we'll, at least we've had some in recent years um compared to you know other places i guess and, yeah. and it, um so it's it's it'll be interesting to see if they can maybe light a fire under like uh you know more than the united states with this movie so yeah yeah well speaking of uh Lighting fires. Uh, our, our next item on our list is uh, starting to delve back into familiar territory with the the superhero realm, and it's Iron Man three. Obviously, we will see toys for this, and <laughs> we will probably see a variety of scales, and um, you know, I'm sure we will see the Marvel Selects and the the, the three and three quarter figures, and you know, we've already seen some of the the micro. Uh, I'm trying to think of what they call them, the the mini micro mug figures from from Hasbro. Uh, so, yes, yeah, 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 mini mugs. Yeah, I'm excited because I think we're going to see some characters here that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, i I was never big on multiples of um, the same character when I was um, really starting to get into Marvel Legends and they would repeat a character, I'd find it really frustrating because it was a slot that could be, you know, given to another character. Um, and and then my, my friend Nick said, well, you know, Tony Stark does have multiple suits of Iron Man armor. There's really no reason why you can't have, you know, multiples. And I thought, huh, I can't believe I didn't realize that. I'm an idiot. And so then I actually got quite keen on the, the multiple Iron Man armor. So when the, the different six-inch figures hit, um, last time around, I actually quite enjoyed picking them up and, and got quite a few of them, um, you know, for, uh, for for quite a good price. So um, I, I hope there's some some comic stuff worked in. I'm quite happy to get the sort of the movie variations of six-inch figures, but it would be nice to finally get that sort of um, classic Crimson Dynamo or um, Titanium Man. Yeah. The, the thing that worries me is I've still got places here that have Iron Man 2 stuff on, on pegs. Oh, yes. On clearance. You know, yeah, so uh, I, I'm a, I'm a bit concerned about that that retailers won't be as keen this time around. Um, you know, and I I wonder if the line will be a little smaller. Um, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I also don't think retailers can differentiate between the the Captain America, Thor, Avengers, Iron Man two. I think to them they all just start to blend together and they all just sort of peg warm with each other as they they slowly take each other's place. Well, you know, I I almost wonder why they just don't do that. They have you know, okay, here's the Marvel Universe comic line, here's the Marvel movie line, and you know. Maybe that Marvel movie line has both Iron Man 3 and Thor figures in it, mm. you know, and just kind of vary the card a bit. And, and the Star Wars line's done that with Clone Wars and their um, their Heroes line, you know, where you've got the more realistic style figure and the Clone Wars style figure on almost the same card, but just a little bit of variation. So you can kind of tell the difference. Yeah. Well, what about you, Adam? You're, you're quite the three and three quarter collector. How much did you buy into sort of all the the Iron Man variants? Pretty much put it all on. <laughs> there were some of the stupid, not in a movie, not in a comic armors that were like I don't know. There was the, 
some kind of lava diving one and whatever else. Um, I gave some of those mirrors, but I've got all the new ones, all the comic ones that got released. So what I'm kind of wondering is, what am I missing? Mm. It's going to be random, so from one issue there was a variant or, you know, some artist's interpretation of a suit that I've already got, or it'll be some guys just imagining some stuff. Um, the only other thing I can think of is if they're going to do more comic stuff, is they're going to have to start going into things where it's going to be complete B or C list enemies. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we should be getting, it'd be nice to get maybe that, um, the Mandarin that they had on the two pack, um, single carded and more readily available. Maybe that would be nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Which two pack? There's a two pack with Mandarin and one of the Iron Man figures. The Silver Centurion one. Yeah. So they that was a repaint of. Uh, it might have been an Iron Man two figure. Um, I didn't get the two pack because it was just a repaint of one I already had. So yeah, the two pack was, was never... in red, and the original was green. It was never widely released here, so a lot of people don't have that figure here, um, mm. and didn't didn't see him until the two pack came out here. Mm. So I, you know, I mean, we're gonna see that. We're gonna see um, obviously his new armor, but um, I wonder if we'll see a, a female variation with the rescue armor and pepper in it. Yeah, yeah, I'd be keen for that, especially six inch. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, misses? The uh, the thing I'd like to see is a a, a good Iron Man with uh, either a, a flipped up visor as a permanent way or some kind of swappable head, you know, with a with a portrait sculpt in it because we've never really gotten that. Mm-hmm. what scale? Three and three quarter. I don't want a six inch figure. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a replaceable head one. Really? I yeah. must have missed that one. I'm looking at it. Yeah, well, I don't know you, if it was a replaceable head. Um, this is three and three quarter, and it's the extremis armor. So it might have just been a variant on extremis Iron Man from Marvel U. Oh, it was a Marvel Universe figure. I, I meant a uh, a regular uh, Robert Downey Jr. movie version. No, I don't know that. Yeah, I, it'd, be, it'd be nice if they would do that this time around for us. Hmm. Cool. But they probably won't. So, <laughs> well, moving from the the Marvel universe over to to DC, um, we obviously have Superman coming up, and uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm a little underwhelmed by what I've seen kind of oh, so yeah. far for toy wise from this movie. Yeah, I, I watched the trailer today, and I just. I just can't buy into it. I, I can't go, yeah, Superman, yeah. Like, I just I just watched it and went, okay, you know, it looks like a fairly big film, yeah, okay, a couple of big action scenes, but this really was not my thing. Um, hopefully I'm pleasantly surprised, but I certainly am not going to sit up and wait for this one. Well, what about you, Adam? Anything you're looking forward to from this film? Uh, any... I don't like Superman. <laughs> the whole concept of Superman, I just don't like it. 
<laughs> All right, well that was quick. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really quick. So Well, I mean, there was that horrendous Mattel figure that, that we, we couldn't even give a red card to because it would just be too easy. And that was that one in the, the weird patterned uniform with the, the ball thong that we, we mentioned. It was just an absolute horror. <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, it looks like a lot of it's going to be, you know, targeted on kids, which is probably good. But I, I'm I'm kind of in in Adam's camp. I'm never I've never been a big Superman fan, so uh, you know I, I lean towards the Batman side of it. But uh, I I don't know. I, I don't. I'm hoping we don't see a big merchandise push for this movie because I don't think it's going to be a big seller. Yeah. Well, next up uh, is one that uh, that Adam probably doesn't want to talk about but we're we, we've mentioned before that uh carrie is going to get some uh some things the the remake of this movie um, from neca a couple of variations and you know it, it's kind of interesting um there's some people out there that i know that collect horror figures and, and i'm wondering you know is this something that they really want or not but uh we'll, we'll see so it's a pass for me and, and i assume it's passed for you adam yeah <laughs> Um, our, our friend, uh, friend of the podcast to be interested in the next one. And I think we've mentioned him before and that's a four F 45 from the, the final shot saloon and, uh, upcoming Lego sets for the Lone Ranger. And I'm kind of wondering if there'll be three and three quarter figures maybe for this line as well. It'd be cool to see that. Or even, even a couple of NECA figures would be nice for this. Yeah. This to me, the Lone Ranger, this, this is one of those licenses where, I'd love to see action figures, some six-inch, seven-inch NECA figures would be fantastic. But can you just see these figures on the shelf? There'd be the Lone Ranger, there'd be Tonto, uh, maybe the villain, and then the other sort of three, four, five, eight figures would just all be variations of the Lone Ranger and Tonto. There'd be the Lone Ranger mm-hmm. in his in his non-Lone Ranger outfit. There'd be the Lone Ranger in his you know, um, the ripped costume, you know, end of the movie, you know, sequence. There'd be Tonto in a different outfit. Um, there's probably just not the character variation to, to get much out of this other than, you know, ad nauseum variations of those main two characters. I mean, parts of the Caribbean, we had five trillion Jack Sparrows, and that was it. Yeah, Jack Sparrow with his coat on, Jack Sparrow with his coat off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, look, the, and they weren't particularly good either. Um, you know, we we got the six inch figures, and that was great. And yeah, they were a bit. You know, Jack Sparrow in particular was very, very preposed and and was not a good figure. I know Michael Crawford um, was was not particularly um, uh, was particularly critical of the figure. Um, yeah, I picked up a Penelope Cruz very, very cheap just so that I could um, use the parts uh, as custom fodder. Um, you know, I considered getting a Blackbeard, but, uh, you know, just because Ian McShane looked so good as Blackbeard, but really the movie just did not fire for me, and so it, it sort of put me off and I didn't bother getting them. So um, I think if the movie is good, I, I'd buy into the, the merchandise, but if the movie is so-so, um, yeah, I don't know. See what happens. Well, I'm I'm kind of like you said before. You know, you picked up, you'd pick up some six some horses for a six inch scale. I'd love to see some new horses in a, a three and three quarter scale. I think that'd be fun. But mm. that's just me. The Lego. That's what's up. 
the, the Lego will be cool because you can build a whole Western town and, you know, you can kind of have that whole environment. I, I think that will be good. They haven't done Cowboys and Indians in about 25, 30 years. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fun for that because it's an, you know, Lego is, is more of an action playset type thing and, and you can do it. And, um, I, I think it'll be good, especially, you know, what might be fun is if they actually do some of their little animated movies for it. Um, see a yeah. little animated Lone Ranger. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's wrong. Well, moving from the, the old West, we'll, uh, move into a little bit more of a, a fantasy realm. Um, we've got kind of a, extremely likely to to see uh toys from and that's monster university um disney's got not going to miss an opportunity to probably promote their newest installment of monsters inc and uh, uh i have a bunch of the the monsters inc figures so I'm, I'm kind of excited for this one it should be fun um yeah yeah this is pixar this will this will dominate half an aisle uh, maybe because brave really didn't here um, it did. Well, you know, maybe I wasn't in the right aisle for Brave. That could be. Um, but well, on I, the flip side, you've still got you know cars is still sort of clogging aisles. Yeah. Well, in in Monsters Inc. and that Monster World uh, kind of appeals to boys and girls, so mm. um, kind of like Toy Story does, I think. So are you just talking sort of three and three quarter ish type figures here or is there a specific sort of thing you know would you like to see them branch out into something um you know like the, the pop vinyl well you know um most of the figures they did for the last one were in that um more of that six inch scale like the toy story ones that mm. are probably still on shelves there and, <laughs> and i'd rather see them i'd rather see them like that i mean that little bit bigger scale it's it's easier for little kids but if they still got detail on them they're still fun you know for the collector too yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much all the the original ones had some um, action features with them. So yeah, no, I'd be up for these. Um, I've got a, uh, a a stuffed, you know, a stuffed Mike figure. Uh, well, sorry, a stuffed toy that that um, someone actually gave me to give to my dog, and it's this <laughs> this huge green ball with a big eye on it. <laughs> and he's uh, he's never taken any interest in it. We uh we have a remote control. Um, Mike on a scooter that uh, <laughs> we we used to terrorize our dogs with. Uh, we haven't tried it with the newest one yet, but uh, oh yeah. no, <laughs> he's he's on like a little like scooter and he drives around. It, it's cute, but <laughs> yeah, I'm quite keen for the movie, so I'd be really open to the merchandise. Well, we'll, we'll move from that to another animated one that I'm not so keen for, and that's uh, Smurfs Two. <laughs> any 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 thoughts there guys I look I, I think this is a, a necessary evil um I, I think this is the sort of property that that would actually get um young girls interested in in toys um depending on how they market them and what they bring out so so anything that that attracts more people into the world of collecting action figures is is a win but uh yeah certainly no interest you know i i don't remember seeing a ton of merchandise for the first one I mean, not as much as you would certainly have expected. Um, no. Uh, I'm wondering, in Europe, is this bigger, or is it? It'd be, you know, if, if anybody's listening from from that continent, if they could maybe weigh in and tell us their thoughts. But, um, you know, I don't know if it's bigger over there, or is it just, you know, the little film that could? Or yeah, I remember seeing something for the for the first one. I just can't remember what it was, but I do remember seeing stuff on the shelves. I, I saw stuff, but it wasn't like a huge push for it, which is kind of mm. nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
we'll go from the ultra cute to the ultra violent kick-ass two. We'll, we'll stay with the twos <laughs> for a minute here. Um, I think we had some figures from NECA, right? Yep. For the first yep. one? We did. Um, you guys expecting them to kind of follow up with that? Yeah, I think so. I don't know how the licensing work uh, works like that, um, whether, you know, for, for Randy, whether they just get access to the kick-ass license and that works for sort of sequels and things like that or whether they have to go and apply again. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know sort of what characters will carry through to this. Um, but obviously, you know, Nick Cage probably won't um, be in it, etc. But it's a hard sell. I think the first movie was quite odd. Um, in that it was an action film, but it wasn't a, a kiddie action film, despite it having a, a kiddie sort of hero in it. So oh, I think this will be um, just be in the realm of NECA. I don't know. I, I didn't see the first one, so um, I'm kind of out in the weeds on this one. But I, I think we'll see it. What about you, Adam? Anything you think they might be doing for this one? I don't know if we will get anything. I'm not. I'm not sure about it. I'd love it to be... On cards, but... Mm. Is there that much variation between their costumes from the first one and the second one? I mean, is it... Could they just re-release? I haven't read the comics for the second one yet, but I can't assume there's too much difference. Yeah, maybe we'll just see a re-release. No. And speaking of NECA, um, they mentioned when we talked to... Or he mentioned when we talked to him that that Hunger Games was... uh, a big thing for them, and obviously we've got Hunger Games Catching Fire coming up, um, so I, I'm assuming we'll see, you know, figures for that again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's pretty much a given. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, given that the movie wasn't uh, wasn't sort of well known leading up to its release, uh, we obviously didn't see a lot of mer- merchandise for it. But I'm wondering now that the the first film made so much money, whether there'll be companies out there that'll take an interest this time um, and not want to miss out, so we'll actually get uh, you know a lot more merchandise. Um, than we did for the first one. Would you need much more? I mean, I guess it depends on who's buying it, too. You know, is it girls that want to have, you know, their their favorite character on their dresser and that they don't really care if it's an action, you know, 50 points of articulation figure or, you know, is it... Yeah, I I can't see much beyond sort of the normal, you know, six-inch scale action figures. I think the most... Merchandise will tend to go into things like the, um, the you know the lapel pin that people you know girls teenage girls can stick on their backpacks and, and things like that instead. Yeah, I, I think you you probably nailed it there. So we'll since we talked about a couple of uh, or a girl movie there, we'll we'll talk about a couple of boy movies. Um, with uh, <laughs> go back to the the superheroes, we mentioned Thor. Um, we obviously have that coming up. I I expect we'll see you know the whole range of three and three quarter merchandise. But we also got um the Wolverine coming out this year and um you know this is kind of like spider-man in a way because it's not the the marvel studios movie it's it's you know the sony um version yeah i think these are pretty much a given um i mean you know you've got um i assume hasbro automatically has uh, um you know sort of rights to to do 
um, the figures. But, I mean, the same thing will happen again. We, we saw Thor action figures and we saw ad nauseum variants. Um, I certainly took no notice because they were three and three quarter. But, you know, when you see variations of, you know, ten different Thors, but you, you, you're barely managing to get the Warriors three, I think it's a bit frustrating. So, you know, hopefully they pay a bit more attention and, you know, not only target the children but, um, you know, target those collectors who do want to see um, you know, a range of characters. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm quite keen for this film. I quite enjoyed the first one. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Thor. Um, but yeah, look, there's the, there's the Hollywood element to it. Um, I really like Malekith, who's the villain. Um, and unfortunately, Christopher Eccleston doesn't look anything like Malekith. So, uh, I've already lost interest. Uh, even if they do a six inch range and they release a Malekith, the dark elf figure, uh, I won't be picking it up because it doesn't look anything like him. Well, just hold out hope. <laughs> hold out hope. Well, Look, you know, unless we actually get that that sort of um, mix of movie and comic book and, and we do actually get a comic-accurate um, Malekith and, you know, comic-accurate Warriors 3, uh, yeah, I'd be all over it, absolutely all over it. But if we're just going to get a repeat of what we did with the first Thor film, um, yeah, I, I think this will be purely aimed at uh, eight-year-old boys. Yeah, I... You know, like I said, I, I, it'd be nice if they would just say, this is our movie series, and instead of, okay, this is a specific release for Thor, just kind of have a year-round movie series, and as a new movie comes out, start mixing those into that, um, rather than, you know, having those Thor cards out there on the pegs, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, really, the, the, it's the same for the Wolverine for me. Um you know, I've seen photos of um, Viper and Silver Samurai, and they don't look anything like Viper and Silver Samurai. So my enthusiasm for any potential um, toy line, action figure line, just, just goes down rapidly. That said, we got epic numbers of comic accurate characters out of the, um, the first Wolverine movie. We did, yeah. To be fair, they, they came out at a, a really good time to um, supplement Marvel Universe. And, um, yeah, there was an opportunity to get some, some good figures there. Uh, no sign of six-inch figures, of course. No. Well, you guys, and, and I've talked about this before, you guys haven't been getting the, the Walmart-exclusive ones that we've been getting here, um, where we've actually right. been getting them. So I, I would imagine for each of those we will get some sort of six-inch line, it looks like. You know, we got yeah. them for um, Captain America, and we got them for... Uh, I imagine we'll get them for Iron Man, and you know we got them for the Avengers as well. So true, true. In fact, I know a guy who's going to hook me up with a, a six-inch Loki. Yeah, I need to do that one of these days. <laughs> if if somebody would send me their address, I could do that. <laughs> touche, touche. Well played, sir. Kind of, kind of moving on from that is a uh, is one that I expect we'll get toys from, but. I don't know if I really want to see, and that's uh, the Star Trek Into Darkness. You know, obviously Playmates had it last time, and for all the good they did with their their '90s uh, Star Trek line, I don't know that they were they rekindled any of that um, love into their new line. I'd love to see Hasbro get this, I, you know, just because I think they can do it justice. But I don't know if we we will see that or not. Yeah, but aren't you interested in picking up some of those figures so you can customize your own? Um uh, your own Sherlock Holmes figure? <laughs> well, maybe. 
you know, maybe. <laughs> um, I, it's, you know, I just, I don't know. There was so much potential with that last film and uh, they just wasted it, in my opinion. Well, what was quite amusing uh, with the Australian release is um, we, you know how with the three and three quarter figures, was it the three and three quarter figures? It doesn't matter, but it, um, there was a, a bridge, uh, part of a bridge playset, and the idea was that you would buy the other figures and each one came with a part of the bridge that you could actually uh, complete the, the bridge playset. Well, in Australia, they released figures and they released the the starter bridge playset but the individual figures um there were different versions and there were the ones that were just the figures and then there were the versions that actually came with the extra bridge pieces and they were never released in australia so you would never have been able to complete the bridge if you wanted to buy these figures at retail it it doesn't matter because they never released the second series oh excellent a a buddy of mine is actually really was really upset by that because he he bought every figure going, okay, I've got the bridge starter and I've got, I'm going to have to get one of each of these. And he still doesn't have a complete bridge. Uh, it doesn't, if, um, yeah. If, if we had been red carded back then, that bridge place, that uh, quote unquote place that would have been a definite red card. Cause even the, the pictures of it showed it, you know, complete, you know, you'd see pictures of it complete. And, uh, it was kind of deceiving as to what you were really getting in that box. I think. Do you think that will actually leave a bad taste in collectors' mouths? Do you think that they'll be apprehensive about any, you know, any sort of action figures that come out of this Star Trek film, and they they might hold back? I think they're going to have to be really well done. You know, the, the likenesses are going to have to be well on. They're going to have to be quality, where maybe the last line wasn't as high a quality. Um, I think they're going to have to look good, be articulated. Uh, I also think retailers are going to be a little gun shy. You know. Because I think they invested mm. thinking, you know, this is this is the return to Star Trek on the last film. And, you know, there's still Star Trek stuff on the shelves from the last film yeah. um, and that they can't get rid of even on clearance. So I, I'm, I'm skeptical to see how that one's going to go. Yes, true. So mm. from from that little what about you, Adam? Any any interest in the Star Trek one? No. <laughs> maybe, but... At least he's honest. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I, and I, I have to give uh, Adam an on-air thank you for putting this list together of films because he did a great job kind of Indeed. looking through and coming up with stuff. So um, before I forget to do that, I need to do that. And, and then one of the next films on his list, um, we'll go for something that makes me a little happier. Uh, a Good Day to Die Hard. Um, we've gotten a John McClane figure before. Um, I'd love to see NECA get this one. Um, just to do one, um, a Bruce Willis with a bald head. Yeah, I know Randy said in our interview that he wasn't particularly happy with how the the John McClane figure came out that they did release. So this certainly would give them an opportunity to revisit the character. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy it. I have the other one. Yeah, yeah. My wife absolutely loves um, Die Hard, all of the Die Hard films. It's the sort of film she puts on when she's, you know, say she's cooking in the kitchen, she'll just throw it on the TV just to have it on in the background. And, um, yeah, so uh, I think she'd be happy to see him, you know, do Die Hard uh, versus the uh, the retirement home. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I want to see that movie now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, you know what would be fun is to do a Die Hard in a hospital, like where he's in for some kind of minor operation. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be okay. I mean, I'm, you know, it's not like he's that old. Um, I think it was it was quite interesting that they decided to jump straight to, um, you know, acknowledging that he's got a um, a son old enough to to become a police officer because uh, I guess in reality he would. Um, and there's no reason he wouldn't have a son who's old enough to, to be a, a police officer. So I think it's an interesting shift. Um, but anyway, I, I'd be quite keen. And if, if Necker does something like this, I, I'd seriously consider... Uh... I'm going to make Adam explain the next one because it's it's Escape from Planet Earth, and I know nothing about this movie. So I, I, will, <laughs> let, I will let Adam explain so I, this one. I think I had a quick read of it, and it looks like it's a um, another digital amateur. Eminent- Animation, not animation. I haven't been drinking that much. Um, movie, and it looks like it's essentially a bunch of aliens that come down to take over Earth, or they've already taken over Earth, and they're trying to leave Earth. It's some. Um, I, was, I was actually about to say it's um it's from the Weinstein brothers, but um, uh, it is actually from the sorry from the, the Weinsteins, and it's got a pretty good um, voice cast with Brendan Fraser, Jessica Alba, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jane Lynch, James Gandolfini, uh, Paul yeah. Rubens, etc. So I mean, um, I mean, generally, unless it's DreamWorks or, or Pixar, it doesn't tend to to sort of really um, set the box office alight. So I think we we really need to see a trailer for this one to see. I don't know whether companies are prepared to to get behind it, and you know, I, I must admit, when I saw the title, I was really disappointed to find out this is not the new Snake Plissken film. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is disappointing. <laughs> now you say that. <laughs> so, well, let, yeah. let's talk. Let's talk about a couple of of really big films coming coming our way next year. Um, World War Z. Uh, obviously, zombies are a big craze, and. Um, you know, Randy kind of said something when, when Scott was asking him about, uh, um, or you may have asked him about, uh, Walking Dead. And he said, you know, you kind of yeah. end up with a line with just, okay, here's nameless, faceless zombie number 502, you know, that was on screen for 10 seconds. And here's nameless, faceless zombie number 503, you know, <laughs> on screen for five seconds. Um, so I, you know, I'm sure there's, there's human characters obviously in the movie, but I, as much as it's being heralded, it's it's being, you know, I, I don't know that we'll actually see stuff from it. Yeah, I think this was um, probably the only time I was uh, the complete polar opposite to to Randy. I was pretty much sort of nodding with, you know, with everything he was saying. But um, I would have no problems with someone doing a a really well designed zombie action figure series. It doesn't have to be inspired by any particular license, but. Um, if they were as clever as the Walking Dead zombies, like if, if we got the Well Zombie and Bicycle Girl and uh, all of those, I'm I'm all for them. Like I I just think a you know a shelf full of really creepy variations of zombies would be awesome. I do, but you no, know, I don't know that a movie line's the way to do it. I, I like what uh, uh, Sideshow does with their uh, what is their line called? Um, oh, they've got a bunch of zombie figures. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Somebody from Sideshow is going to write in, and they're going to say John's an idiot um, but, <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you know, I, I just I don't know that this movie's maybe the, the the best one to do it for. So yeah, yeah. The interesting thing would be how close the movie meets the book. 
Because if it meets the book, you're probably going to have a bunch of, well, the way I do it, you'd have a human character or two, and then three or four zombies for that human, because it's essentially a set of short stories. Uh, I mean, the zombies are also very faceless in this film. I mean, the the trailer just completely creeps the shit out of me. Um, when you see those waves of zombies, it's like, no, I'm sorry, but my entire zombie survival plan uh, is completely founded upon the George Romero shambling zombie type. So <laughs> seeing those waves of zombies, it's like, no, no I'm sorry, that's just wrong. You're, you're going to have to go repack your go bag now? Exactly, exactly. Going from one that we're kind of skeptical about is one that I'm pretty positive we'll see something from, but I don't know when or how, and that's uh, Pacific Rim. Woo-hoo. I was telling you guys before we started that I, I just watched the trailer yesterday because I'd, I'd been kind of putting it off, and uh, I, yeah, it looks cool. I I, I, I love Guillermo's films, and um, I, you know he's a fanboy at heart, and I, I think he's going to do this one right. Yeah, this is exciting. I mean, it's it's giant robots versus giant monsters. Um, what's the story about? Who cares? Like, really? Um, I just want to see. Yeah, you know, it's like a Godzilla film. You just want to see him go at it, and and with CGI, the um, the, the the trailer is just amazing. Uh, I could watch it over and over again. I'm really quite keen. In fact, I actually didn't want to watch the trailer because I, I want to try and sort of have as much of the movie as a surprise as possible. But I, I couldn't help myself. But um, I think. This one will be interesting because of the scale. I mean, obviously, um, you could do action figures of, um, you know, I don't know what his name is in the film, but I just call him Jack Stella from, from Sons of Anarchy, um, Charlie Hunnam. I mean, yeah, you could get an action figure of that guy, but yeah, uh, big whoop. I mean, really what you want to see is giant robots and giant monsters. So, you know, you wonder what, what scale the figure is going to be. Yeah, I'd I'd almost rather see a a vehicle based type line where you maybe have a, a bigger figure, you know, and some kind of little pilot figure to put in it. Um, I, I think that'd be cool. And, and I think you know that it would be nice to have you know the mechs that um, open up and you can take the figures out. But but given the sheer size difference between the pilots and the mechs, um, it really wouldn't surprise me if all you get is a a twelve inch. Um, a 12-inch mech and a 12-inch monster, and, you know, you can take them home and bash them together. And would we really want anything more than that? Nope. <laughs> no, no, that, that's a, a win for me. Um, yeah. I, Adam, what about you? You you up for some battling mechs on monsters on your living room floor? Yeah. yeah <laughs> the only problem I have is I don't like these movies to have CGI. These movies have gone steadily downhill in quality since we had guys in giant rubber suits fighting each other. <laughs> uh, I'm well, I, I'm I'm hopeful that that, that Del Toro will do this one right, and he, he's not a huge CGI user in general, so no, no, it, that's it, true. It, it'll be interesting to see how he goes about this. For sure. I wonder who'd be likely to to get the um, the license for this. Uh, I mean, there's this. It, it's unlikely to be sort of Hasbro and Mattel because they've got their hands full. Um, you know, who did the um, real steel figures? Oh, we didn't even get them here, so I, I couldn't I tell can't you. Can't remember who had those. Yeah. Um, I, I could I maybe see somebody like that or Jack Specific. Um, That's see, what that would be. That, 
That'd be perfect. Jack specific, Pacific Rim. They they'd be Playmates. One of those. Oh, I hope Playmates doesn't get it. <laughs> Who did the Avatar? Figure? Avatar. Yeah. Mattel did those. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that, that's one I'm very keen. I, I'd like to see an announcement um, soonish, so hopefully we can revisit that in the news in a future episode. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I, I hope we see stuff for that, and soon. 300, Rise of an Empire, a prequel, uh, another sword drama. So uh, um, we've seen NECA do 300 figures. I think we'll probably see them do something for this. Yep, um, sold. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty well done series figures last time, so yep. I'd yep. be okay with that. Adam, yeah. do you actually own the 300 figures? No. No? If only. I, I thought maybe, you know, your you're running, um, running Spartan Warrior may have. Nah. That's uh, right. Use it for costume reference. Yeah, I'm all keen for these. I got the 6-inch figures. I got the 12-inch Leonidas, the talking one. So, yep, keen. Well, if you're, you're keen for that, are you keen for NECA's previous uh, um, endeavor with Sin City 2? We're moving um, on to that. Do you have any of those? I don't. I, I wasn't really sold on the, the movie figures. Um, I, I think I'm just so used to the way Frank Miller's uh, figures, uh, sorry, Frank Miller's art looks, and, and I picked up the original Marv figure. Um, and so I just wasn't buying the movie variations. To me, um, you know, Hardigan doesn't look like Hardigan. He looks like Bruce Willis. And uh, so I just... I think I'd prefer a, a comic accurate series. Yeah, I didn't get any of the first time around, but I I might have to get, you know, depending on who they have in this one, um, maybe a couple of these just to have on the shelf. So yeah. I mean they did cool they did cool things with the colors. Um I thought I, I thought color wise they did a neat job with the color palette. Yeah, yeah. What about Evil Dead? I mean, there's a there's a movie that's in just about everybody's wheelhouse at some in some way or another. You guys keen for some Evil Dead uh, resurrection for figures? Um, it's interesting. I mean, I absolutely love the movies, and and I, you know, I was the only person in my school that had seen Evil Dead when it came out, and and um, you know, everyone wanted to know about this horrific horror film, and at the time, it certainly was, and and I've loved it ever since. But I've just never had the inclination to pick up a, an Ash action figure or or any variations thereof. Yeah, I I haven't either. Um, I, I wish I had picked up some of the Palisades three and three quarter stuff just to have had them. Mm. Um, um, I mean, there were quality issues there, unfortunately. I'm worried that it's going to be another carry. <laughs> <laughs> well, From they, they changed the. The, is pretty brutal the main tag, character, say. is Ash in this one um, female? Is that right? Did I hear that somewhere? Uh, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder what they're doing with this one. Hmm. The one I am looking forward this year, and I'm going to kind of go out of order on our list if you're following along, um, is uh, Despicable Me Too. I've mentioned it before. I, I <laughs> really, I really want you know toys from this movie. Um, I really wanted toys from the last movie. I yeah, told Mrs. Yeah. Nerd that this was our discussion topic, and I, I mentioned that, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'd buy every." She's like, "I'd buy every minion they made." You know? Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I, I think they missed a huge opportunity there. Um, yeah, I loved the film. I thought it was uh, it was one of the, the the more sort of heartfelt animated films of recent years. It was very clever. Now, uh, what about you, Adam? You uh, a Despicable Me fan? I haven't seen it. What? Oh, let's go. Go now. Complete, 
I typically don't see all the animated ones. Ah, uh, this one's worth seeing. Yeah, okay. it'll it'll warm your heart. It's <laughs> evil done right. <laughs> well, I I can guarantee you've seen um, the next film I'm going to mention. That's a re-release coming up. Um, it's actually coming up on the 20th anniversary this year for Jurassic Park. Um, and if that doesn't make you feel old, then you know you're younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of wondering if maybe we'll see some re-release. Maybe Kenner will re-release some stuff. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, it'd be kind of nice maybe to get some dinos out there. Like those okay. old ads where they're going about, you know, oh, the, the textured flesh feels like real flesh. Uh, and I think they've reused the molds a few times too. Yeah. I mean, it'd just be fun to see it on the shelves. Kids always love dinosaurs. True. Everybody yeah. loves dinosaurs. But, uh, you know, it's being re-released in 3D, so, you know, I don't know if we'll see some special 3D packaging or not, but... um, Yeah. Oh, I think monsters are always a a win. Uh, Oz, the great and powerful. Have you guys watched the trailer for this yet? Yeah, this will be huge. I I think they're just going to hammer this and every possible variation of merchandise. I think we're going to get tons of stuff for it. I I am hoping, because what I really want is a winged monkey figure. Yep. Yeah, sure, I reckon like, we're going to get everything. You get like some kind of straw holder or something from McDonald's, and oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh. You know, we really haven't had one of those big um, pushes for uh, fast food and and multi no. in, in a while. Um, it'd it'd be kind of nice to see one of those successful again. Yeah, uh, this this is going to be huge because you, you're going to get things like your your local TV networks going. You know, before you go and see Oz the Great and Powerful, watch the original. You know, this Saturday night, and and we'll get um you know the original um, Wizard of Oz and stuff. I, I think you're going to get tons of merchandise out of this, and oh, I'd be really keen if they if they're well done. Um, I'm not really fussed on who does them, but uh, a, a nice six inch line, I think, it'd be. Uh, um, a doer for me. Yeah, I, I think so too. And you know, I, th- I think that appeals to more than just one type of collector because there are Wizard of Oz collectors. I think that you know that'll appeal to, and um, you know, this kind of has that. It, it appeals to a lot of different people. I think that'll that'll help it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And and I'm going to throw out one last one because I didn't. I didn't realize there was something coming out until I actually uh, saw it listed, and that was uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I, I don't know a lot about it, I think, at this point. I don't even know if there's pictures out for it, but um, if I could get an animated Peabody and Sherman from my desk in some kind of figure form, I think I'd be be happy for it, um, just because I like Mr. Peabody. <laughs> Does anybody else, are they having sort of really ghastly flashbacks to Rocky and Bullwinkle? Well, it says they're all voice actors, so I'm hoping that this is all animated um, mm. route. I mean, I could be wrong, but um, we can hope. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, in, there's there's definitely some worries there. Yeah, and, and given the the I guess the cheapness of the animation at the time, it'll be interesting to see whether the the CGI designs are um, faithful to that that animation style, or whether the they suffer that sort of Hollywood reinvention. Yeah, I, I definitely would. Yeah, I keep a classic on this one. You know, mm-hmm. 
because I, I think I can sort of round off from, from my interest with um, one that's worth a mention, and that's Jack the Giant Killer, just because it's going to have lots of cool monsters in it, and I'm up for that. I, I, I wasn't keeping track. I missed that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, Not quite keen. Yeah, I, I think that'll be a good one as well. Um, you know, it, it has potential. It definitely has toy potential, I think, or statue yeah. potential or, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be keen for this one. Adam, what about you? Is there anything else out there you think coming up that, that you really want to see uh, in toy or statue form? Or? I think we've pretty much covered it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it it looks like there's a lot of there's a lot of potential for this year. Um, well, you know, there's things like Star Trek though that worry me. That we'll we'll see this glut of merchandise that clogs shelves for years to come. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Indeed. Well. Well, before we wrap things up, we've got some uh, some feedback uh, we want to share with you. And, you know, if you want to hear your questions, comments, uh, if you want to give us a future red card idea, if you want to say that um, I ramble too much, um, email us at <laughs> podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it right out. Um, I've got a couple of little, little thank yous I want to give out, give out because, uh, um, the, the Marvelicious folks, they, uh, gave us a shout out on a recent show and I wanted to say thanks for doing that. Um, my good friends over at Plan Banter, um, they not only give me a shout out every week, um, they also gave a shout out to the podcast a couple of times and I know they were listening. So, uh, thank you guys and, uh, we appreciate the, the shout out and, we do, uh, we do. Thank you. And, and lastly, uh, Mr. and Mrs. McFavorite over at Open Your Toys, they gave us a, a really nice shout-out on, on their podcast. So um, thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Cool. So, And with that, we're at the end of uh, episode number 43, gentlemen. Hey, I hope you guys all enjoyed this. You guys had fun tonight? Indeed, I yeah. have, yes. Adam, you still awake over there? Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm a half hour ahead of Ben. Well, hi, Ben. Sorry, whatever. He's in the future. He's in the future. Okay. No, I'm in the past. You're in the future. Oh, yeah. So you're you're caught in between. Yeah. I was going to ask about the weird half-hour time zone, but I just don't really – I don't think my brain could could fathom that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably for the best. Um. You'll be able to f- download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com, obviously, and clicking on the podcast tab, or go over to iTunes. You can subscribe there. If you go to iTunes, make sure to take the time to leave us a positive review and rating, or just a rating or something, because it really helps people find the show. Um, while you're over at Action Figure Blues, you might want to check out all the reviews and articles, and perhaps visit some of our sponsors, Mike's Comics and Stuff, Collector-Action Figures, and PopCulture.com who all keep the lights on and the site running and whirling along. Um, when we're not doing the, the podcast thing or blogging or some other, you know, hobby related activities, such as searching the aisles for our newest finds. Um, you can find us at all of us on the action figure blues forum over at AFBforum.com. And over there, um, Adam posts as Westy 
and Ben posts as Fish Milkshake, and I post as Engineer Nerd. So come on over there and, uh, you know, drop us some suggestions for future Toys of the Weeks or discussion topics, things you want to hear us talk about. Um, maybe things you don't want to hear us talk about, but, uh, <laughs> you know, leave us some suggestions. And if um, you don't feel like doing that in a public forum, make sure to send us an email again at podcastactionfigurebleach.com. Um, we'd be glad to hear from you. So um, you can also go to Action Figure Blues on Twitter. Um Scott posts the, the Twitter feed, so you can find him at AF Blues. Or you can go over to Facebook, of course, and click like on the Action Figure Blues Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Action Figure Blues. All one word, no spaces, no slashes. And with that, I think we're at the end, gentlemen. We are. Good job. Yeah. Well, you guys did a great job, and thanks again for Adam for putting together that huge movie list, because that was fun to go through and just it kind was. of think about what's coming up. So. Good summary. All right, guys. We'll say good night. Good night. Good night, Austin, Texas. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. Bye. Remember, play with your toys. Don't play with yourself. Good <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> night. Bye. <laughs> Coding. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, John. Are you still there? I'm here. <laughs> ready whenever you are. Adam, you record? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are we ready to start then? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs>